Ellis, Bush to Cleveland. Cleveland, what the kill, and that will wrap it up. Number three, Ohio State, reeling the block party on their feet. Trammell and Shin once more. Set point for Purdue. Bush goes outside. Shin the swing and the kill. Matty Chin, the Boilermakers have done it. Purdue upsets number three, Ohio State, inside Holloway Gym. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. Corey Palm along with uh, head coach Dave Shondell. Coach, one and one on the weekend. Uh, started off with a, uh, you know, they're all tough road matches in the Big Ten. But uh, you, you went over to Columbus, had a, had a tough four-setter against a really good Ohio State team. I, I know that... You know, you knew that that was going to be a battle. You knew that that was going to be a, a good environment and a good challenge and, uh, you know, dropped it in four. But but what did you take away from that match against the Buckeyes? Well, I didn't think we played particularly well. I, I, I certainly want to give a lot of credit to Ohio State. They were hungry uh, for the win. They're really hard to score points against. Uh, their block is, is really big. They're one of the bigger teams in the country. They probably average about six two and a half uh, in every position. And um, we didn't score at a high percentage, um, and we didn't play well enough to win. I, I felt like it was a, a winnable match. I think that you know we've had a little bit, we've had their number, but on this night, uh, after we beat them here, they certainly were ready, and and we weren't, in my opinion, we weren't not as ready as we needed to be, not sharp, and uh, um, and they beat us. So, you know, congratulations to them. And, you know, they're ranked sixth in the country. Actually, we just flip-flopped positions. We were sixth, they were seven. And with that loss, they we went to seven and they went to six. So, mm -hmm. um, but they're a good team and they're going to beat a lot of people. And they're playing really well. Of your three losses this year, it, it, from my vantage point, it's, uh, you, you're losing to great, great teams, of course, Louisville, Illinois, Ohio State. Um, but it's usually on nights that we're not playing particularly well. You know, the, the, yeah. is that kind of kind of where it's at? I, I know that is uh, oversimplistic. Right? Yeah, well, opponents dictate often how you play. Okay. You know, we want to certainly dictate how Michigan State's going to play at our place, you know, tomorrow night. Uh, sometimes you want to make it all about your team, and that's all you can control. So right. you have to kind of look at it that way. But you also have enough common sense to recognize that, you know, this past weekend, Ohio State and Penn State are really good defensive teams. Um, their, their block in certain spots on both teams is really good, and they have great liberos. You, know, you look at Murr from Ohio State and Hampton from Penn State, two of the best in the country. The right-back defenders for Penn State, maybe the two, the best pair in the league. Uh, they keep it off the floor really, really well. Um, so, you know, it, a lot of it is, is determined – by who you're playing, it also is determined by when you're playing them. And had we lost the match to Ohio State early in the season, we'd have been in a better position to win this one. Right. I just think there's there's an emotional aspect of it that uh, you know players buy into, and, and I think fans need to understand. Turn the page real fast. Penn State comes to town. You guys return home for uh, uh, the the road home split with the Buckeyes mm -hmm. and the and the Nittany Lions and. Uh, you come into Holloway Gym, take the first set, tight, 25-23, uh, and then uh, I know you said the other day that, that that second set was maybe as poor a set as you've seen uh, in, in quite some time. 
uh, fall behind 2-1, and then uh, and then once again, we've seen this before this year, this team rallies, takes yeah. the fourth and takes the fifth. Well, and again, Penn State has a lot to do with why we were so bad in, in the second set, and we had something to do with it as well. We hit negative. We don't ever hit negative, and we hit negative for that set and, uh, and got beat 25-15, which is not – you know, pitiful, but it it was not a good effort by our team. And then we got better in set three. Uh, that was a closer um, score. Still lost it to drop that match. And the looks on our faces were not good in the huddle. You know, I, I didn't feel particularly good about our chances based on what I was, you know, looking at. And I was just trying to, to keep everybody calm and realize it's not the end of the world. Um, we just need to look at the situation and say, hey, we're playing Penn State in our gym and we got a sellout crowd. And, you know, we're pushing the, the panic button. I said, let's just relax and go play. See if we can't settle down and start playing at our level again. And eventually we did, you know, seek our level and, and find it. And, mm-hmm. um, and then down the stretch we were playing pretty well. You know, we hit – remarkably well our side out percentage in, in the fifth set was 90 percent so that was pretty good uh but we were fortunate to win i mean penn state was in the driver's seat uh, mm-hmm. in that match and uh, luckily we kept it going long enough that you know that we started playing better and better as it went and caitlin newton put us on her back and and uh, took us to a victory other players played well i thought skimmer horn and ali horning and jenna otek uh, really did a good job in the backcourt for us and kept us in the game with our pat with their passing and their serving. Um, and you know, Raven hits got some big kills for us uh, at times. Grace was blocking, you know, was a big factor with her block. So, um, you know, it was a tough, tough match, but a huge win. You know, I'm talking about how poorly we played, but it was a huge win for us to beat Penn State, a team that's really hard to beat. I don't care if it's 19 years ago or today, they're hard to beat. And uh, it's a win that will help us down the road uh, as the season progresses. Ten kills, just one attack error there in that fifth set. You talk about the high side out percentage, but, but you know, hitting 450. You look statistically at that match and you wonder, just just based on the numbers, how the heck did we win that thing? But it, it comes down to a couple moments, and sometimes if – if it falls your way, you're good. Well, we've lost a couple of matches this year where we won the statistical battle. Yep. And uh, you scratch your head when that happens. And then here we lose the statistical battle and win the match. But a lot of that goes to that second set. You know, you get outplayed that badly at one set, and it will, it will really show up uh, in the stat column. You talk about Kaylin Newton, 26 kills, just four attack errors on 63 swings. That, that, she hit 350, 349, excuse me. But uh, like you said, just kind of put the team on her back. Said this is uh, – get on, let's go. We're, we're going to win this thing. Yeah, you know, Caitlin has always been a player that I've, I've believed in and, you know, our entire staff believes in her, um, what she can do. And, and uh, it's just so nice to see her playing on such a relaxed level. You know, it, 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 at times in her career, she's always seemed like she's searching for something. And – uh, now I just think she's at such a good place in her life that she's able to really focus on being a, a good volleyball player, being a great teammate, being a positive influence on other people. And, you know, when you feel really good about yourself, it allows you to go out and play with, with composure and confidence. And uh, as I mentioned, she she was the main reason we, were, we found a way to win that match. And, uh, you know, Haley did a great job of finding her um, in the fifth set and uh, – she she took us right to that win. 
stay home for our next match. We take on uh, Michigan State midweek action on, on the Big Ten Network. Uh, the Spartans come in. I know you were talking a little bit before we started recording. Their record's probably a little bit misleading. Uh, yeah, as misleading as a record could possibly be. They, they're one in seven in Big Ten Conference play, but they have played Nebraska, Wisconsin, I think Minnesota. Yes, I know Minnesota. As a matter of fact, they played Minnesota two weeks ago and pretty much were in a position to win every set. They got beat in four, but at point 21 or 22, they had the lead uh, against a team that's uh, really, really good. Uh, but they've played, uh, I think they've also played Ohio State. Um, and so they've played four top, really top ten teams in, in our league. And uh, I know Maryland beat them in their last match. But Maryland's tough, mm-hmm. and they're a matchup problem for people. So this is a Michigan State team I think is the best team they've had in a couple years, in my opinion. Uh, they've got really good arms. Their setter is a terrific setter. Uh, their passing is their biggest concern, and uh, but when they're passing the ball, they're a handful. And uh, they've, they've got uh, three outside hitters that are really, really good. Uh, their middles are, are a lot different than each other, but they're they're also really effective. Uh, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to be ready to play uh, against these guys, and I think that our team will know that, especially after our we didn't practice yesterday, so Tuesday here's our only practice we're really gonna have to kind of get geared up for Michigan State. But I, I think that we'll do a good job, and our players will respond. Is this, uh, is this one of those situations where on a short week with limited, pre- you know, limited prep time where you're kind of relying on you've got a veteran team they should be mature enough to handle any, anything thrown at them, but certainly a situation like this where you have to stay focused? Yeah, and you have to, you have to just not try to do too much. Um, we certainly have to adjust to the team we're playing, but they're not a, a whole lot different than some of the teams we have been playing. Uh, they, they run a lot of backcourt offense, uh, hitters out of the back row, which is what we have seen from Ohio State and Penn State. So our mindset is already a little bit, you know, to prepare for that. They also have some dominant front court players that you have to pay attention to. Um, so we're not going to, you know, reinvent the wheel to, to play these guys. We're going to try to play Purdue defense, uh, which is a standard way we play that we normally kind of tweak it a little bit based on who the hitters are, uh, but we'll start out playing our traditional defense against them and just and be prepared to play mentally, emotionally ready to play. And again, I think being in Holloway Gym, which I think has been rocking this mm-hmm. year, unlike any other year that I've been here, that I and it sold out again um, for that match. So I think that we're virtually going to sell out every single match we, we've played uh, or will play in Holloway Gym. So it's, it's a fun environment. Our players will look forward to it, and I think the crowd will be a factor in that match on Wednesday. Then you, uh, you hit the road for a Saturday evening match, late night, 9 o'clock start at Nebraska, again live on the Big Ten Network. Uh, another top ten matchup, another chance to, to you know, really stake your claim on, on, on that number seven ranking. You guys have been ranked in the top ten for a long time now. And it's just, uh, it's just another great opportunity Saturday night. Well, I look forward to going to Nebraska. It's, um, it's a nice town. Uh, the people up there treat volleyball the way it, it ought to be treated when your program is as good as, as theirs is. Uh, they'll have 8,200 people in, in their venue, which is what they always have, uh, have had for a long time since they moved into uh, the Devaney Center. And, uh, you know, John Cook, 
one of the best coaches ever in this sport, and they've got a, a team loaded with talent, uh, a lot of returnees, a lot of fifth-year players, you know, kind of like, like we have. They've got, they've got them coming back, and, uh, but they've also got some young players that have stepped up to the table, uh, a right-side player with a great arm and another left-side player um, that is, is capable of, of really terminating the ball. And now they've got Strivens back in the lineup. She missed about the first you know, 15 matches or so, and now she's back and gives them one of the best middle attackers in the country to go along with one of the other two that we're starting. So I got a great little setter, kind of a Haley Bush kind of a setter. Haley's a little bit bigger, uh, but uh, a really nice setter in Haynes who's been starting for four years. So they're really, really good. And, and, you know, if you talk to coaches right now in our league, they feel like probably Nebraska's playing as well as anybody uh, in the league. Uh, I talked to the Wisconsin coach today, and that's exactly what he said. Felt like Nebraska's the best team right now in the league. So, um, but we'll we'll enjoy that that journey. Um, but we're going to take care of business. Hopefully, first we always focus on who we're playing. We don't try to get ahead of ourselves because it creates headaches when you do. So we're going to take care of uh, preparing for Michigan State, and then we'll get ready for the Huskers. One interesting thing I wanted to I wanted to ask you about uh, these two matches coming up are both on the Big Ten Network. They'll, they're the last of four in a row that you've had live on national television. How big of a deal is that for the program and for the conference for the sport that 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 volleyball is getting that kind of national exposure on a regular basis? Well, in the last ten to twelve years, volleyball's popularity has exploded. Um, for women and men, to be honest with you. I mean, we're, the men are still handcuffed by gender equity and Title IX and all those things. I mean, I, I was playing volleyball at Ball State when it was gaining great popularity, men's sport was, and that was right when uh, Title IX came in and all of a sudden a lot of the sports got, a lot of volleyball got cut at, at different places. Now it's building up again, and, and uh, which is fun, but um, to, your, to your question, the TV's been great for our sport. Uh, it's been great for Purdue. It's been great for our recruiting. Um, uh, it's just been, it just shows people how exciting it is and the kind of athletes that are playing. You know, I've talked to some people that have come to our matches for the first time ever this year, and they just can't believe they, they haven't seen it yet mm -hmm. and, and how excited they are to come back and, and, uh, and buy season tickets next year and so forth because our league is special, but the game is, is unique. And uh, you know, rule changes over the past several years have helped. They don't blow the whistle nearly as much to make ball handling calls. And so they let the kids play, and, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a great game to watch. And, um, and, and I think that uh, the amount of TV um, has only, only brought more people to our sport. I know the Big Ten Network loves it. Uh, volleyball's among their most – it is popular and profitable sports. So it is. I mean, right behind football and men's basketball. Yep. Um, so uh, that's good. And I don't know if we'll ever catch those people during my lifetime, <laughs> but uh, we're going to try. And uh, I think as women's sports continue to improve and and women continue to take over, you know, big pos positions on big corporate uh, uh, companies and, and, and corporations, I should say, then you're going to continue to see women get more and more advertising dollars and more emphasis on the on women so it's not going to go backwards nope. i can promise you that because uh you know women are, are finally getting what what they deserve before we bring this in for a landing this week we talked a lot about caitlin newton earlier uh let's talk about her her classmate 
Jen Otek named the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week this week. Uh, another accolade for her, not not the first, probably not the last time she's been recognized by the conference. Just uh, what Jen is bringing to the table right now for this team. Well, she's such a great athlete. Um, you know, number one, maybe next to Ashley Evans, who graduated a couple years ago, a few people have spent as much time in the gym during the off hours um, as what Jen Otek has. She's committed herself to becoming great. So when those kind of players get the honors, last year Defensive Player of the Year in our league and a couple of times this year Defensive Player of the Week, you feel good because they've earned them. They put the time in. And then that shows to the rest of our players, you know, you want to be great? This is how you get there. Okay, this doesn't happen because you walk in with accolades. Um, you know, you have, you have to outwork people. And so I'm happy for her. You know, Jenna continues to get better. She can, she can still make more progress. She can, she can make more plays. But she really, really made a ton of plays against Penn State on Saturday night and covers a lot of ground, which allows other people to kind of transition into hitting roles because they know she's going to cover a lot of balls. And her whole game is good. You know, she's a, a good server, a good passer, good defense, good defensive player. And that's kind of the, the trifecta that you're looking for in a, a libero or any defensive player. One last thing. Uh, you got recognized with your with the, the ball for your 400th win um, over the weekend. Uh, just what that moment did you did you take a moment to to uh, enjoy that? Or no, or not really. I, I, I was really surprised. I didn't know that they were going to be presenting a ball. Normally that's just given at some point in time. I put it up in, in the office somewhere. But it was nice that Mike Bobinski was there uh, to make that uh, presentation. He's our athletics director and a friend and a real supporter of our program. You can have athletics directors that are, are good people, but they may not really be supporting your program. And, and Mike supports this program. He, he wants all of our programs to be successful here and is providing us. If you can explain to Mike why you need something, and how it's going to help you be successful, he will help you get it. And, and that's all you can ask. Mm -hmm. And uh, our, our program has all we need, uh, I think, to, to be successful. I mean, things change from year to year, and that means we're not going to be asking for something additionally at, at some point. But he knows me well enough to understand that we don't ask for things we don't need. And if we feel like there's something important, then, then we'll, we'll make the ask. But um, the 400 wins is, is a treat, the fact that, We've been here this long, Cat, John, and I have been here this long, and all the great players that have played for us that have committed to, to make this place special. And, and now you walk into that gym on game night, and, and you know it's special. You've got something special. When they, when they you know, honor the, the program or the, or the facility as the best in the Big Ten for volleyball, then it's a good thing. And all of our former players and all of our support staff and anybody else that's been here has had a lot to do with that. So it was, it was a good moment, but uh, really uh, not a big deal. Big deal Wednesday night. The Boilermakers take on the Spartans live on the Big Ten Network. If you can't get to Holloway Gym, if you don't have tickets yet, uh, check the secondary market. There might be some out there. 8 o'clock first serve. Coach, good luck this week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, Corey. Thanks uh, for all your help, and thanks to our crowd uh, for helping make uh, Holloway Gym, Beelan Court and Holloway Gym, such a fantastic place. And we're going to need everybody tomorrow night. So boiler up.